It's the Lizzie McFire Podcast. Welcome to Night of the Day of the Dead. That's right. We are recording a Halloween episode several months late. Oh yeah, it is. I guess it's already a month December. Late. Yeah. Late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So season one, episode twenty-four. This was a good one. I loved it. Yeah, I did too. And I remembered things. Like, I remembered the scene with Lizzie looking like a zombie clown going, Kate. That was on a lot of the previews. So good. So good. Well, how are you besides loving the episode? You know, I'm doing good. I had a doing well. I had Thanksgiving. So there's lots to be thankful for. Lots to be thankful for, and I'm pretty pumped about Christmas coming, and I educated Michaela recently. There's a Christmas tree shortage. Do y'all know about that? Educating Ethan. Yes, I was educating Ethan and Michaela, and now all of you. How have you been, Michaela? Well, um, I've been well. I got a massage yesterday, and it was heavenly. Cannot mm. recommend massages enough. Jealous. Um, you know, during a pandemic, it's weird because you have to wear a mask the whole time. And they wear a mask and they can't do any, like, face part massage. Yeah, don't they, like, massage you from six feet away? Yeah, with tiny hands <laughs> attached to the ends of poles. Yeah. It's just, like, this weird, like, pole miniature hand. It sounds relaxing. You know what? I'll take it. I'll take what I can get. But what were you most thankful for this Thanksgiving? Honestly, this Thanksgiving, I was most thankful for friends and family, which is the cheesiest thing. It's what everybody says, but more so than ever because of the pandemic. Mm. I feel like I appreciate community so much more and just, I mean, the absence of people in your life every day really makes you just that much more thankful. Hmm. What that's about you? So that's such a good answer. Oh, thanks. Like, I feel I'm like it was... thankful for mashed potatoes. <laughs> that was your answer, wasn't it? Um, I actually really love mashed potatoes. I knew it. It's the best part of Thanksgiving. It. it I would agree, actually. That's like my favorite dish. Um, Although, okay, side note. Do you have mac and cheese at your Thanksgiving? It's not a Southern. It's a Southern thing. Yeah. And I grew up in the P&Dub, and right. it's not a Northwest thing. It's mac and cheese. But right. anytime I've done anything Thanksgiving, like last year or the year before with people here in the South, it's like... You always have mac and cheese. It's an absolute staple. Yeah. And I get it. Mac and cheese is delicious. And also as a vegetarian, I don't know if you guys know I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> she also does CrossFit, so. I don't anymore because of the pandemic. So That's thanks true. for bringing that up. It's <laughs> very sorry. painful. I'm thankful for CrossFit. But as a side note, um, fuck, what was I going to say? <laughs> we are talking about mac and cheese and oh, how yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't make turkey. Right. So it's I'm I'm all about the sides, and I think I posted that on our Instagram at Lizzie McFirePod if you're not following yes. about how I love sides and I don't do turkey, and people I don't think people like turkey in general. Everyone's like turkey's fine. So normally I don't like turkey, but this year I had a deep fried turkey, and because I'm in the South, and I have to tell you. It is the best way to make a turkey. It's so juicy. It's because normally I think people don't love turkey because it's kind of dry, kind of bland. Mm-hmm. It has so much flavor. It's so juicy. Probably awful for you, um, but it's great. Tastes great. Tastes great. But I had the same experience. I never had mac and cheese at Thanksgiving until I moved to the South, and mac and cheese is my favorite food. I don't think I'll ever be able to do Thanksgiving without it again. I mean, why would you? 
yeah, there's no reason. There's no reason to deprive myself of that. So that's going to be, if and when I move back to the West Coast someday, I will bring that tradition with me. I'm going to tell you something. I tried to make a pie this Thanksgiving, and it was an ultimate flop. <laughs> I know you showed me. Guys, I, my, my husband doesn't like pumpkin pie, so I was like, whatever, I'm going to make a custard pie because that's delicious, and that's like, he loves custard. So I was like, I'll do this. It's soup. <laughs> I did not know that how long you had to cook the custard over the stove. And I was like, it'll set. No, it's trash. It's garbage. It's going in the bin. Just like Ian when he put his ice cream cake in the bin in season six of Great British Bake Off. Oh my gosh. I was not sure what you were referencing. I'm very behind on Great British Bake Off. And so I'm, I'm yeah, not caught up in any way. And I'm definitely not on the new season. But I will say... Because of that show, I do know that custard is a tough one to make, so I applaud you for trying. Well, I failed. Anyways, (laughs) let's jump back a holiday and go and discover, as you mentioned, Night of the Day of the Dead. Yes. Season 1, episode 24. Mm Mm-hmm. So basically, the Day of the Dead... Oh, I'll read you a summary. How about that? I never never read the summary. This is special. I feel... Powerful. This is supposed to be what it's like to be Michaela all the time. So, it's Halloween, and Lizzie's school is organizing a big Halloween party. Too bad Kate's in charge, which means she gets the final say on everything. But when Kate disrespects Miranda's ancestral skeleton decorations, spooky things start to happen. Could it be the work of the spirits? Of Miranda's offended ancestors. <laughs> you separated that last sentence. <laughs> I did. I thought it was going to say or something I'm just else. Kidding. And it did I did. Not. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, it's hard to read the summary. <laughs> it's hard it? to read. Yeah. It's hard to read, but sure you is. did it. Well, I, as Natalie mentioned, this whole episode is based around Halloween. Um, we get a whole lot of Matt. We get. You guys know I love when the Matt and the Lizzie story is intertwined. It's so fun. Yeah. So we get a lot of that, and then we get some some interesting vibes at Casa de Maguire. <laughs> some sexy vibes. Sam and Joe are alone at last, and my God, they're happy. Mm-hmm. They do get interrupted a couple times by a, some annoying trick-or-treaters. Yeah, and a guy who calls himself Knife Guy. Knife Guy. Mm-hmm. Vegetarian Knife Guy. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. He was vegetarian. Um, and then we also get to see some really great costumes, mm-hmm. including what I think is one of the best Halloween costumes I've ever seen. Matt's. Matt Inside Out. I actually, I agree. I thought that was good. He said, I'm going as me, Inside Out. Yep. And it was, we're supposed to believe he made that whole costume himself, which is right. impressive. I'm proud of you, Matt. But did he use... Okay, so he was going through the fridge trying to find things to use for his costume and Sam kept saying no, or Joe kept saying no, no. But she finally let him use the sausage. Like there's like a, a sausage link thing in the fridge. Right. Um, did he actually use it? I did not see it anywhere on his costume. Um, I didn't pay attention to mm. that. But I hope not because that would start smelling really bad really fast. It's like Lady Gaga with her meat dress. Wasn't it cured? I don't know. I didn't ask. Do you know her? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, Steph. Yeah, Stephanie. Well, um, I know we are 30 plus days late on Halloween, but I did want to ask you a question about your Halloween childhood. Oh, okay. Um, you know Natalie was really rich growing up. Oh my so. goodness. <laughs> <If> the, <laughs> we need a new joke. <laughs> 
we don't because you keep reacting. Oh, uh, you're right. You're right. Um, I was gonna say, did you live in a rich neighborhood where you got king size candy bars? No, we would. I remember there was one Halloween that we went to Del Rio, which was like the nice, fancy rest- restaurant neighborhood, <laughs> and they gave out full size candy bars. Um, no, I remember my next door neighbor in particular always gave out those little strawberry candies. Oh, you know what I'm talking I about? Love those. The grandmas love those. Yeah, yeah. they are. I don't love them, but uh, I just remember being really disappointed. And now, do they still make those? Are those around? Yeah, they do. Hmm. I also really like, um, I in my neighborhood growing up, we would do, we were super communal, fun, like everyone knew each other. Aww. And on Halloween day or the day before, we would always do some sort of like neighborhood street fair. Hmm. So every house would have like, almost like a progressive thing. So every house would have a different station. You know, maybe my house would be doing pumpkin carving and the next house would be doing like um, minute to win it challenges Cute. with like the donuts and you have to like bite the donuts off the string fun. or apple bobbing or caramel apple making. It was so, it was like a carnival in my neighborhood. It was so fun. Mm. But we did, when I got older, like around Matt and Lizzie's age, I would go to special neighborhoods to get king size candy bars. Mm-hmm. That was so fun. It was. I loved at the beginning when Matt was mapping out the routes for like the best neighborhoods mm-hmm. that give out the best candy. Because I remember you would you would strategize and be like, okay, we gotta hit this house. This house is the good stuff. <laughs> and then afterwards, you would like pile your candy up and trade it with mm-hmm. your siblings or your neighbors or whatever. Yeah, that was the best. What age did you stop trick or treating? I don't know. I I. I think I stopped trick-or-treating, I think it was like 6th grade. So 12-ish? Yeah. 11? That 11? makes sense. I think I, I think I stopped trick-or-treating my freshman year of high school. Oh, <laughs> get it, girl. You milked it. I did because I loved candy. As you should. Yeah. What was the um, best and worst Halloween costume that you ever wore? Best and worst. I might need a second to think about this. Do you know what yours is? My best was probably, I mean, I love... My sister was really good at painting faces, so we had like face paint, and she, you know, so I went as a clown one year, I went as a Dalmatian, that was Aww. probably my favorite, because That's cute. everyone did think I was a cow. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, also cute. I was really into 101 Dalmatians. Mm-hmm. The worst costume I ever did, I feel like I've talked about this, was um, the serial killer. I don't remember you talking about this. So I, I, it was probably like my later years because that's a weird thing to dress as as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a bunch of mini boxes of cereal oh. and then I like put plastic knives in uh-huh. them and then like stapled them to my shirt and I was a serial killer. Punny. It was punny, but like I was too old. <laughs> <laughs> you were like knife guy. It, I was like knife guy. And then um, in college, I remember that was when like you know, sexy costumes sort of thing. Did you do that? I've never been a sexy costume girl. I, I've never been a sexy costume girl except one year my friends were like, let's go as Spice Girls. And I was like, oh, that's fun. They wanted to be literal spices though. Oh. Um, which I think... <laughs> it's cute. It was cute. Yeah. It was cute. But I was like really busy. I think I was like working two or three jobs at the time and so they had to go get me my fabric and so we just got this fabric and then we like made little signs being like paprika or whatever. And it was such little fabric. Oh. <laughs> I could barely walk in that thing. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I was sexy paprika. You sure were. Was that your spice? You were paprika? Yeah. That's cute. That's a good spice. Yeah. So I that's think I my, nutmeg. That's my Halloween costumes. I like that. Um, one of my favorite costumes, my mom, my mom made a lot of our costumes out of cardboard. 
Like, I remember one year mm. there was an Oreo costume, and she took two pieces cool. of black cardboard or painted it black and then put white fabric between it and your arms would poke out but my favorite one was she made me butterfly wings and it was like a monarch butterfly oh pretty and it looked really good and then I just had like a black leotard um and that I wore with it antennas mm-hmm. I had little antennas there's a picture somewhere but it was a she did a great job it was really cute um my worst costume is also I'm torn it may also be my best so one year I went as Santa Claus, which I thought was a great costume. You love dressing up as like Santa. I do actually. Yeah, that's a weird thing about me. I do. I love being Santa. I like to think I have the um, the temperament and the um, the jolliness, the jolliness to do it. But um, and she loves cookies. I I and love milk. I don't love the girl loves dairy. I, I do love dairy actually. I love she cheese. Loves whole milk. I don't love whole milk. Natalie, you have frosted glasses in your freezer. No, I don't. And she pulls them out. Oh, I sh- that's a great idea for your milk. Not for milk, but like <laughs> maybe for like beer. I should start doing that. Okay, so I do love dairy though. I love cheese. Love me some butter. Who doesn't? Love ice cream. Who All right, but um, yeah. So I went to Santa. I would call it my worst costume, though, because it was so hot. Like, that beard and that coat. And in California, it didn't usually get that cold on Halloween. So I was very sweaty. Um, and a lot of people were kind of confused. But oh, that does make sense. Yeah. But I also well, loved it. Well, did you ever go as a sexy dungeon mistress? <laughs> no, I did not. Well, guys, <laughs> in this episode today, we get to see... Kate dressed up as a dungeon mistress. A vampire dungeon mistress. Vampire dungeon mistress because their school is putting on Fright Night. Yeah. Fright Night is their school's Halloween carnival. Gets kids in a safe space, I'm sure. But Kate is in charge of planning the whole thing. She is power hungry. Power hungry. She does not want anyone's opinions to get in the way. Yes. And so she they're having a little meeting and she's you know, assigning people different tasks. And Miranda talks about how her family does Dia, they celebrate Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead, which she says is the Mexican celebration of Halloween. Um, I did not do more research into Dia de los Muertos. Did, did you, you watch Coco? I didn't watch Coco. Oh my did God. You? Yes, Coco is so good. Really? So Okay, tell us, like tell us more. One of the best Pixar films in the world. More than Toy Story? Um, no. Okay. But That's a tough it's one. up there for sure. All right. I think it's better than most everything besides Toy Story. Okay. Anyways, Dia de los Muertos is, um, you know, Night of the Day of the Dead. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, just watch Coco. But basically, there's this very beautiful tradition where one night a year... Um, it's a Mexican tradition. You um, get to bring food and celebrate the lives of your ancestors. You bring them, um, you light candles, you bring food, and you really celebrate their, their lives. It's more of a celebration as a continuation of life rather than us Americans who are just scared to talk about death. Yeah. Well, um, and I know... Very colorful, very festive, mm-hmm. a lot of music, a lot of good Dancing. Well, I was going to say, Miss Sanchez, Mrs. Sanchez, Miranda's mom, said that sometimes people will bring food to the cemetery and they'll share a meal with the dead. So they eat at the gravesite of their loved ones. And she had brought tamales, which I love. Me too. Um, and that tamale comes in a little bit later because it sets off a whole chain of events. It so really we'll talk about that. 
does. Um, but yeah, so Lizzie thinks she's going to be the dungeon, or what's it called? The uh, vampire dungeon mistress. Because Kate tells her if she cleans out the janitor's closet, then maybe she can do that. Or she says you can do that. You can be the vampire dungeon mistress. Mm -hmm. But after Lizzie's cleaned it out, Kate says she's changed her mind and would prefer if Lizzie was Floppy the Clown. It's exactly as Gordo called it. He called it from the very beginning that Kate was going to do that. He said, why do you keep playing into the the ways of Kate? And Lizzie's like, no, I'm going to be the sexy dungeon mistress. (laughs) Here's the different ways they used to describe this label. I wrote them down. Oh, boy. Vampire hottie. Vampira, tall and desirable, and vampire dungeon mistress. Keep in mind, those are literal things that they said in this episode, and these kids are in seventh grade. That feels really weird. Yeah, that's true. They're too young for sexy costumes. Well, uh, yeah, I, I vampire agree. hottie, vampire hottie, vampire tall and desirable. I don't know. It just felt a little bit weird. I do like that that was her justification, though, for why she gets to do it. She's like, I just feel like Vampira should be someone tall and desirable. And that's me. <laughs> Not you, Lizzie. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. Someone I has definitely, like, had this Self-confidence. Moment. Kate, mm-hmm. just how intense she is. And no one can stand up to her. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, they do kind of in this episode, but I'm not sure she really learns anything from it. And we'll never find out in, like, the next few episodes because it's never, nothing ever tracks. It's not a like, continuation. No, like, last episode, Lizzie was, like, this hot model that, like, everyone wanted to be with. Right? And, and so, Kate was so nice to her. Yeah, and, like, wouldn't you think that you'd want the hot model to be the hot vampire girl? But Well, maybe anyways. when Lizzie came out on stage with her turkey leg last episode <laughs> oh, yeah. and did that whole thing, Kate lost all. All respect. respect. Yeah, I could see that. So maybe it's not that bad. Maybe it's it's back. But we do get to see this whole scene come together. Matt is finally told he's too old to go trick-or-treating. And how old is Matt? I think he's fifth in grade? fifth or sixth grade. Okay. I don't think he's too old. And he gets to dress up as Inside Out Matt and go to the carnival. So we mm-hmm. get that duality of him in the episode, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your overall thoughts of Tudgeman in this episode? <laughs> um, I only remember Tudgeman. I don't remember him at the actual Fright Night, to be honest. Mm. Do you? No, I don't think he was, but he was in all the planning sessions. That's what I remember him from, and he kept doing different voices. like From Star Wars? Yeah, he was Chewbacca. Yoda. I, His Chewbacca mm-hmm. was terrible. I don't think it was real either. I think they it sounded like they dubbed it. Like they went why, with why a voice. Why wouldn't they dub it into an actual I know. like Wookiee voice? Right. If you're going to go that far, do it well. But maybe the point is that he's not good at it. So they thought, <laughs> I love Tudgman so much. I loved him in this. I thought he was really funny. So that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, one of my favorite lines, I am backtracking as I do, is when Gordo agrees to help Lizzie with the the dungeon or he she says to meet him there and he goes i'm not here to help you you just said to meet you here you said you'd give me a hamburger (laughs) why would you be like hey gordo will you meet me at the janitor's closet i'll give you a hamburger i don't want that hamburger it's a euphemism (laughs) he is a little horn dog though as we see later when kate when they're at fright night and kate's in her vampira costume he is like yeah he is 
if he was a cartoon, his eyes would have popped out of his head, his tongue would have rolled onto the floor. And his jaw would have been like, dung, 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 dung. Yeah, and you know. Staircase. Yes, you know that they would have done so many little sound effects oh with that too. Oh my God. God, they love a sound effect. I am annoyed at the show <laughs> because there's yeah. this, and they're so loud. Yeah. Like, the, so did you notice loud. when he got the sausages out of the fridge, he was like, pulling them in and out of the bowl and they added in like a gooey gross sound so it's too much it's a lot so i do want to talk to last last episode i want to talk to the set design people and hear what their budget (laughs) is i would really like to talk to special effects and figure out why they had everything so loud yeah they i don't know maybe that's their brand of comedy well, we need to get to the main meat of this episode. Oh, and if you it will. is meaty. It is meaty. We, um, Kate does not want anything to do with Dia de los Muertos. And so um, Miranda says, if we don't do this, there's going to be a curse. So we've got to do it. Lizzie stands up. They end up getting to have this very small section of her little ancestral dolls, a candle, and a tamale as an offering. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Matt steals the tamale. Oh, wait. But before we get to that, Miranda's parents are the ones who bring it. Miranda is so much nicer to her parents than Lizzie is to her parents. Mm, like, Miranda's her parents come in making jokes. Like, her dad pretends that he has, like, a fake, his hand got, like, chopped off by the car door. And Miranda just laughs. It's like, oh, dad, you're so funny. Yeah, she legit likes her dad. She does. And her mom. Like, she yeah. was, like, and loving him. They are. But, like, if that was Lizzie, she would be like, oh. God, you're so embarrassing. <laughs> She's just such a little... And then it was also weird. For some unknown reason, Kate has to suck up to Miranda's parents. And she's like, oh, hi, Mr. and Mrs. Sanchez. No, It was weird. They I could guess... see right through it. Yeah, yeah. They could. And Lizzie says hi to them. And they're really fun. They're just cute parents. They're so cute. I love them. But anyways, yes, you're right. So then Matt, Matt eats the tamale later. And that sets this whole train, chain of events into motion. Um, where they have, like, Matt has lemonade, and all of a sudden his lemonade turns black. And then, um, let's see, what's the order of events? Do you remember? No. Oh, and then they turn around, and the little, so the the two ancestral dolls they brought in were bridegroom dolls. Um, one's a bride, one's a groom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, wow. Yeah. And uh, just for you idiots out there. And, um, <laughs> Yes. And um, so then they look over after the lemonade changes, and they're doing this all within earshot of Kate, and the dolls are gone. They're gone from the table. Forever. Forever. And then we see, out of the corner of our eye, a tall, like, human-sized bride and groom wearing similar kind of Dia Dia de los Muertos looking. Almost the exact same. Crazy. Honestly, costume designers did a great They did great. We don't need to talk to you. We don't have any bones to pick with you. Nope, not at Um, all. But you see them quickly fleeing out the side door, so we're led to believe that those were the dolls come to life. Um, Meanwhile, so Kate is kind of listening in and is starting to hear that they're talking about how Matt eating the tamale, which he defends because he says, what, there was cheese on it. First of all, no, there wasn't. <laughs> Second of all. You don't know that. Yes, she showed us the tamale when they got there. It could have been inside. He said there's chicken in this tamale. There's you sometimes don't... chicken and cheese. All right, fine, fine, fine. So I'm standing up for Matt, you guys of know. Of course you are. Of course you are. Um, so this whole thing happens where basically they get Kate to believe that the dolls come to life, that the dolls uh, turned Matt into a thing of dust. 
um, and that they <laughs> turned Gordo into a burger buddy bobble doll, mm-hmm. bobblehead, and he they like hook up a sound thing where it sounds like he's talking in a really small voice. Help um, me, help me. Help me. And then Miranda takes Kate back to the dungeon that she's the mistress of, and they hide in there for a second to figure out what to do. Um, what do we do? What do we do? And she tells her, you know, what we got to do is we got to cover ourselves in blood and dirt, um, but it can be something symbolic. So there's chocolate cake and red punch in the uh, cafeteria. So they run back there and they get Kate to dump that stuff on her head. And then we hear this. We have to perform the dance of the dead. Uh, twirl around and hop on one foot. Now call like a pro. Now pat the top of your head and sweat your rump. <laughs> so and sweat your rump. Whatever that means. So basically... The whole thing was a very, very clever. Elaborate. Uh, very elaborate. They even had Miranda's parents were in on it. They were the bride. You know, wait, oh, <laughs> oh my God. Natalie goes, did we ever find out who was in the costumes? I thought we were going to let this slide. No, and I was like, were you watching the episode? The whole reveal is that the life-size dolls, skeleton dolls, there's an actual name for them. We're calling them skeleton I know, dolls. I know. I don't like that we're doing that. Um, but Is... Miranda's parents, Mr. and Mrs. Sanchez, they're in there. They're in on the prank from the very get-go. I must have just looked down in that one moment that that happened because I was watching it. I must it's have more been... than a moment because they're like, <laughs> at the end, they're talking. You were totally not paying I was, attention. I was paying attention, but I was also taking notes. I was also thinking about things. There's a lot going on. So, um, yes, we find out that the whole time, the whole thing was planned in order to get back at Kate for not wanting the... Pranker. Yeah, to prank. Pranker. Man, was your inner prank self just... I was so proud, yeah. So happy. I was like, they, they really pulled this off. They thought of so many cool things, and they embarrassed Kate because she's drenched in punch and cake doing silly things. And Gordo was recording the whole thing, as That's Gordo right. does, directorial debut. It's called Kate's Demise. Oh, was that what? I didn't remember Yeah, that. we see it. There's like mini webisodes on Disney Plus about it. Really? No. no. Oh, I got her, guys. I got her again. <laughs> so annoying <laughs> i can't handle it um but the sub the side plot's pretty fun too so mr and mrs mcguire joe and sam they have caviar and a bunch of candles which caviar and chicken pot pie oh my god those are the two sexy foods they choose you guys yeah i also really i do not enjoy caviar i don't know if i've ever even had it but well, I had, like fish eggs on sushi. I was going to say, I think Does it's similar. Yeah, I've had it. It's super salty. I didn't like it. But like what constitutes sexy food? I feel like that's like oysters. Yeah, I was going to say maybe, because you know how oysters are supposed to be an aphrodisiac? Yeah. Maybe caviar is too. I just ate 12 oysters, so. <laughs> okay. Lucky Kyle. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think... That was their plan. But anyways, so they talk about how they have caviar, but then we never see them eating the caviar. We only see them with chicken pot pie. They are trying to watch a scary movie and be all snuggly and have sexy time, we assume, because they talk about how they're going to have the house all to themselves. Multiple times. Yeah. there's a, it's, it's very hot and heavy. And that's pretty much all of the side plot. I mean, besides that, there's a trick-or-treater. And then yeah. at the very end, they're like you know what, we're going to get this trick-or-treater Because back. the trick-or-treater throw, they end up not having enough candy. The tr- they give him their chicken pot pie. He comes back. Throws, throws it, it in him. their face. And then the doorbell rings again. 
Like, let's get him. I'll get the hose. Bring the hose all the way through the house. I know, that was weird. From the backyard to the front door. And then... Jen's, and a bunch of oatmeal. I was just oh. going to say that. <laughs> I thought I was you were... just going to say, and then Joe gets the oatmeal. Dried oats. Dry... Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't win. I can't win. Yep, so Joe gets the dried oats, and yep. then we see a little five, six, seven, eight door opens. Spray! Of hose, water, boom, dry oats, covered. Guess what? It's Mr. and Mrs. Sanchez. I was going to help you. <laughs> I was hoping Natalie would say, what? And then I'd be like, it's Mr. Okay. It's better this way. Okay. Um, yeah, they were coming over to see if Lizzie could spend the night or something. And Wow, you did not watch this episode. No, that's not what they said. No, uh, Miranda forgot her sleeping bag, and so they had to bring it by. For spending the night. At Lizzie's house. That's what I said. You guys, Natalie... <laughs> So hates tough. This show. <laughs> I don't hate the show. I actually really like this episode particularly. I, did I was too. just kind of distracted today. It's I'll my favorite it. episode. Yeah, so far I think it's probably mine too. I think it was just the most like complex plot maybe they've had. It was. Yeah. yeah which it was really good. It really was. And the costumes are fun and yeah. the interwoven stories. I think the biggest downpo- downfall was that they tried to make seventh graders wear sexy costumes, one, and then two. I didn't love the, I don't know, the sexy side plot with Sam and Joe was weird. It was a little weird. Um, it would have been fun if they were part of the prank, too. That would have been, yeah. They need more episodes where they're all doing stuff together. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of doing tons of side plots, let's do something with everyone. Yeah, this is probably the closest we got. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Well, um, Natalie, I was curious to know, because we talked about doing a little... Where are they now? On Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Mrs. Sanchez, Miranda's parents. Mm -hmm. So Natalie's going to take us down the the journey of Mrs. Sanchez, and I will take us on the journey of Mr. Sanchez. Yeah. So Mrs. Sanchez, her real name is Diana Ortelli, and this is kind of funny to me. So she was actually born as Diana Elizondo. She was born May 1st, 1961. If you're wondering, I know you are. Um, but there's a quote from her about why she changed her name from Elizondo to Ortelli. She said, I got tired of playing Mexican maids and prostitutes, so I changed my name to Diana Ortelli. Now I play Italian maids and prostitutes. <laughs> what? That's a direct quote? That's a quote from her, yeah, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so she has been, she's had a really long career. Um, when I was going back through her IMDb, she's been in a ton of stuff. And um, one of my favorite things that she was in was The Three Amigos with Chevy Chase and I believe Martin Short and all those Do people. Do we still support that movie? I thought it was kind of racist. Probably is, but I loved it as a kid. It's 1986, so yeah, that was, it probably was. Yeah, it's like okay. white people wearing sombreros. And- That's fair. Okay, yeah. But I did love it as a child, I will admit that. Um, but she was in, she's been in so much stuff. She was in The Karate Kid and as an additional character, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, she has But also, Natalie has not seen Cobra Kai. I haven't. I know. So I know. But she's also been a side characters in a lot of other shows like Curb Your Enthusiasm and Seinfeld, which makes me wonder if she has like a friendship with Larry David, possibly. Um, she starred in Lizzie McGuire. For four, what? Ep- I know for four episodes. That's it. That's it. I know. Wow. I was really surprised, and that's over two years. Mm-hmm. Um, she has been 
Well, actually, I have some something kind of interesting, I think, Do to it. say. Okay. So she's been in a ton of stuff. But one thing that I found was something called What's Stevie Thinking? Now, I found out a couple weeks ago that Lizzie McGuire was supposed to be possibly called What's Lizzie Thinking? Did you know that? No. Yeah. So that was one of the alternate names. So I thought, could this be related? Yep. So What's Stevie Thinking? is a show. This was supposed to be a spinoff in 2007. A spinoff of Lizzie McGuire. But it never aired. Um, and it was called, oops, it said, this show is about Miranda Sanchez and her sister. Oh, man. I know. And her sister and parents and her best friends as they try to help wildlife conservation, uh, help support wildlife conservation and help at Australia Zoo with crocodile hunter Steve Irwin and his friends and family. Which I thought was... Really interesting, and especially because Miranda's little sister that was going to be on the show with her is, which they never mentioned her having, I thought she was an only child, but um, her sister was supposed to be played by Selena Gomez. (gasps) I know, that would have been kind of cool. That's a bummer that that never came to fruition. Yeah, so it never happened, but uh, her mom from the show was supposed to be her mom on that show. Um, But she was also, she's been in Jane the Virgin. She was in Coco. She was the voice of Tia Victoria. Oh my God. Uh Uh-huh. She was in Will and Grace for an episode. She's just been in a lot of things. Um, And she just seems like a really fun lady. Every picture I saw of her, she just looks like she's having a blast wherever she is. Oh, that's so great. Well, Mr. Sanchez is played by Armando Molina. Mr. Sanchez has also been in just a plethora of different shows. A couple to note might be Fresh Off the Boat. He was in Jane the Virgin. He also had four episodes of Lizzie McGuire as well, so he wasn't in anymore. NYPD Blue, Desperate Housewives. Um, he was did a quick little stint in Seinfeld as well, but not really a big role. So he's kind of been in the game since the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, still acting to this day. He was actually just in Homecoming, um, which is a show I feel like it's on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. but it's based off of a really great podcast that was released. It's like a short story podcast, fiction. Huh. I've never seen it. called Homecoming. It's really good. Yeah. Um, it's now a TV series. I feel like um, Julia Roberts was in it. Mm. So it was okay. I loved the podcast. You guys should totally look up Homecoming. Yeah, I want to. It's really good. Um, Do you have any long drives coming up? It's a great one. Mm. Um, I also found Armando Molina on LinkedIn because you guys know I like to do a good LinkedIn stuff. Oh, yay. So he's still acting and he's now actually more in directing. Hmm. He's the artistic director for an acting company called Company of Angels. Um, it looks like it is in L.A., and he lives in L.A. The but City of Angels. The City of Angels. Wow, how fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let me just read this quick little recommendation he was given on LinkedIn. Oh, boy. It's cute. Armando is an amazing leader with outstanding leadership abilities. He inspires other people to their creative and personal greatness. It's been an honor to work with him at Company of Angels. How nice. I, he just seems like a good fella. Yeah. He's, just directing the the shit out of Company of Angels. So he still very much <laughs> found his passion in acting, mm-hmm. has done a lot of TV work, but it seems like he's very passionate about the stage. I like it. So that's kind of where they know. We've already seen them in two episodes, so we'll see them in two more in the future over the next couple episodes in season one maybe, and then season two. Mm-hmm. 
that's where are they now, folks? Um, thanks for thanks for listening. Yes, I do have a quick date, Mary kill. Oh, I can't wait. Mm, we never got that file from that fan. Fan, if you're listening about date, Mary kill, and you want to send us the theme song, yes, please do. Okay, date, Mary kill. Would you rather date, <laughs> Mary or kill? Yes. <laughs> All right, there you have it. I'm the same. Yeah. Matt inside out. Miranda's skeletal ancestors, both of them, it's polygamist. Oh, okay. Or a vampire dungeon mistress. Just like, is it Kate? No, it's just a general vampire dungeon mistress, but someone in costume. Okay. Um, I, even though I actually did love Matt's costume, I thought it was really creative. I'm going to kill Matt. Oh my God. Will she ever date or marry Matt? Never. Um. It's not fair. I will, what was the second option? I remember the, the vampire mistress. Skeletal ancestors. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, I am going to date um, the skeletal ancestors because I think it would be really interesting to have conversations with them, share a meal. I want to know about the afterlife and their life. Um, I don't know if I want to marry them, though, because I think I'd be really scared. Um, But I guess the other option is I will be marrying a vampire mistress, which also sounds kind of scary. But um, I feel like you would be their, like, weird side. I don't know. You would have to run all their errands for them. Submissive. Yeah. Um, So gross. I know. Um, Yeah, I didn't really think this through. I think I... (laughs) Too late. Can't go back now. Okay, my choice is made. Okay, I would date Miranda's skeletal ancestors. Could be fun, you know. Yeah. People would definitely be staring at us. I would marry Matt inside out. Mm-hmm. Fun times, although it could make things messy. Yeah. And then I would go ahead and kill a vampire dungeon mistress. There's no way I'm going to be a submissive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just not you. It's just not me. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> okay, Matt, take totally us away me. for the scale. Okay, so... On a scale from dun, 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 a very runny pot pie to the face, because that chicken <laughs> pot pie was like so liquidy, um, to tricking Kate into looking like an idiot. How do you rate this episode? I'm going to rate this episode Larry Tudgman's Yoda impression. <laughs> it was good. It was funny. Solid. It was, uh, it was solid. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I loved it from start to finish, just like I love Larry Tudgman's Yoda impression. What about you? I am going to rate this episode Gordo's costume. So, I do you know what it was, actually? Yeah, he was um, a weatherman that's, like, being affected by the weather. Oh, I love it. I love it even more now now that I know that. Did they say that in the episode? Probably. I could just... Take, I could just tell. You just you just got that vibe. So yeah, he has like a, his hair is being blown to the right and his tie is also like, like curved to the right in the wind and he's wearing kind of like an oversized suit and I thought it was a great costume. He um, looked so cute. I know. He looked adorable. I love him. So yeah, I love him. I loved this episode. That's my rating. Amazing. Well, guys, this is, we just went in and out. That was fast. Good job. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. I have a a surprise. Next week, we've got a special guest returning, (gasps) returning to our show. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? (laughs) It is the one and only Brandon Brandon Penny. So definitely make sure to tune in next week. Also, if you guys aren't following us on Instagram, 
Yes. At Lizzie McFire Pod. And we are running a little contest. Natalie, do you want to share about the contest? Yes. So we have a contest. And technically, by the time this airs, the contest will have ended. But we should extend it. Why don't we extend it? Otherwise, this doesn't make sense to talk about. Yes. So we're going to extend our contest a little bit. Um, Originally, we were going to wrap it up on December 1st. But maybe let's let's take that out a week. Yeah. Um, We are going to wrap our contest up on Monday, December 7th. Love to hear that. And this is how it goes. So please leave us a review on either Spotify or iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. And let us know what you think. Um, The more creative the review, the more likely you are to win. We're going to pick the most creative and wonderful review. And you're going to win a sheet of really cute Lizzie McGuire stickers. They're they're Cartoon Lizzie. Cartoon Lizzie, yeah. You can see a picture of them at our Instagram, at Lizzie McFire Pod, if you want to check it out. Yes, you can. And if you were following our Instagram, then you would have already known about the contest. So just save yourself some time. Just click that follow button. Love it. This feels so pandery. It does. All right, guys. We'll see you later. We We outie. Bye. It's the Lizzie McFire Podcast.